0: The coronavirus pandemic is having a major impact on all business but perhaps none more so than Invisible Cities. This is the social enterprise which offers Edinburgh tours with a difference. The difference is that they employ guides and volunteers who have all experienced homelessness so you definitely see the city in a different light. At the moment all of the guides are in accommodation whether temporary or otherwise. Today we're speaking to Invisible Cities founder Zakia Mulawi to get an update, and here she explains what they're doing and how you can perhaps help them. Good morning, Zakia. Hello, how are you? Very well, thank you, Zakia, very well. So you've come on the show this morning to talk to us about Invisible Cities now. I've met you a few times um, doing things with Invisible Cities. Tell
1: us a little about it. Did you start this? Yes, I did. Um, back in 2016. So Invisible Cities is a social enterprise. And what we usually do in normal times is that we train people who have experienced homelessness to become walking tour guides of their own city. And then we offer our tours, um, alternative walking tours to tourists and locals so they can discover... Edinburgh or Glasgow in Scotland um, in a different way, in a different line, not only with things that you didn't know about the city, but also um, with a focus on social issues and social justice and maybe more personal stories that are relevant to the guide's life. And you've obviously um, helped and supported us with a lot of things that we do in the community because as a social enterprise, we use 100% of our money to support, Our guides are trainees and our volunteers, but also to organize events in the communities we're in. So that's why we do the Street Barber in Edinburgh, organize kind of um, community-led events um, for people in in the wider sense, people who are experiencing homelessness, but maybe are not quite ready to train or to become walking tour guides.
0: That's great. What a great rundown. You, I think you've done this before, Zekia. Um, <laughs> many's the time. So lockdown or the coronavirus pandemic has obviously brought uh, problems for us all, but in particular oh, yes. for, for you and your guides. Um, tell us what you're doing to support them during this time.
1: So the current situation means that we obviously don't run any tours, um, and we don't have any tours running for the foreseeable future. So that's a massive impact, obviously, on the whole of the organization, because um, touring is is the main thing that we do. And it was the start of the really good season uh, with the nice weather and everything. But I guess the good thing is that all our trainees, our guides and supported volunteers, are, are all at least in temporary accommodation. So there was no one um, who was at risk of being on the streets and not being able to isolate or to stay safe. So everybody's in either a hotel, hostel, B&B supported accommodation or their own accommodation if that's um, where they're at at the moment. So that's the good thing. Um, We never had to worry about that. But no tours mean no income for a lot of them because obviously they get paid for the tours that they do. Um, and what we want to do and in, in that what we started doing in this period is that we support them with access to food on a weekly basis. And um, so we organize deliveries to them wherever they're staying. Um, and that's weekly shopping, you know, food, fresh, fruit and veg, house items like toilet paper, which everybody was a bit concerned at, uh, for at the start. Um and a lot of them are in at in a at risk group either because of their age. We work with a lot of people who are um sixty years or sixty years old sorry or older or prior health issues, so you know whether they've had um asthma before or more serious kind of health issues in the past so we try to you know if we can bring things to them then at least we reduce um the opportunities for them to kind of go out. So that's one thing. And then the second thing is looking after them and their mental health. I think one thing that we're gonna start noticing and obviously for our, our people, but for everyone, is the fact that you're locked in and mentally it's starting to get quite hard. So we obviously work with people who may have prior issues with that, who may have experienced addiction. And when you have a lot of time on your hands, I get it, you know you think maybe a bit more about drinking or about you know um, doing things you shouldn't be doing. Um, boredom is a real thing, I think. So we are looking at um, you know weekly sessions, which we anyway already do, but also activities, games, training, you know, book sessions, all of that, so people stay engaged, people stay kind of um, mentally active, and and are busy doing something at least every day yeah that's and great. then when we Sorry, when I'm, we go back to normal oh I was go just going to ask how you're
0: doing that because it um I know everybody's talking about zoom but presumably some of the people who are your guides may only have a phone or may not even no, have that. access to a phone sometimes so how are you actually organizing the support calls
1: so some of, them, some of them do use Zoom and are actually a lot more savvy than myself <laughs> when it comes to that. But it's true. So if they, um, and especially the older guys as well, you know, trying to explain what a video call is and all of that is, is a bit challenging. So the phone, we spend a lot of time on the phone um, together and, and we spend, and it's not just myself, you know, in my team, we have um, people to support them and we have hilarious conversations trying to set things up and it's not working or you know a bit like when your mother shouts on at the phone at the other end because she thinks you're going to hear her better that type (laughs) of thing so it's quite funny Um, and then we work also with a couple of volunteers and they go and kind of you know drop off food but also kind of have a wee chat about uh, how technology works. We're looking at you know, getting a couple of tablets for people. Um, but then, yeah, delivering packs. So paper-based stuff mm. um, that we can print. So um, one of us can print this at home um, and then kind of deliver that to them. Um, recording videos and things like that is is a bit of a hilarious problem. <laughs> every, every step of the way is difficult. You know, once it's recorded, had you send it to me. Um, so then we have, you know, I've I've come around to one of the guides to just pick up the phone so I could then upload it on my computer because he wasn't able to send it. So that type of thing. We try you know, we try to be creative and, and find different things. Books, yeah. magazines, paper based things are quite good um hmm. for a lot of people. But um yeah, it's hard. <laughs>
0: <So>. <laughs> I know. Well, technology is uh, you know, we're, we're all becoming much, much better at uh, using all the technology that's out there, and I think it's be- it's the the technology that's being offered to us as well is uh, is increasing and improving all the time. But the other thing that you have done is um, you've you're using your guide Paul to do a virtual tour, um, which is a terrific idea. So you're taking people on a virtual tour with photos and audio and video. And um, and that's being done on Zoom with Paul. So uh, how is he managing? Is he okay on Zoom?
1: Yeah, so Paul is one of, um, if you've been on a tour with him or if you've met him, he's quite hyper in any normal yeah. circumstances. So he finds this situation quite hard and then he gets to think of a million of ideas. So it was quite nice for him to focus on the one thing. So he's... Um, He's done a brilliant job, absolutely brilliant at recording videos of himself in the different locations where um, the tour takes you virtually and then uh, recording audio files um, and then choosing, you know, selecting the pictures that we would put up. And then the idea is that you get sent all of those materials. So you can do that in your own time and at your own pace. You don't need... um, Paul to be there in the background and then following that then you can schedule a time with him to have more conversations around whether it's a spot that you want more information on or if you have more personal questions for him so I have to say that not many people take up the offer of organizing a face-to-face time with Paul and I wish more people would do it because that would keep him busy (laughs) but
0: (laughs) And stop him from uh, from 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 uh, coming up with
1: new ideas. Ideas, would, absolutely.
0: Well, it would be a great idea for people to do that, and they can do that by logging onto your website, which is invisible-cities.org, and then just looking for. Uh, your news um, your news part which uh, tells you about the virtual tour experience there and um, the cost of that is seven pounds for individuals and fifteen pounds if the whole household is enjoy- enjoying the tour and fifty pounds if you're a team. So, yeah, well, we hope that uh, people listening to our chat uh, today, then Zakia, will uh, come on and uh, keep Paul busy. That's the, <laughs> that's
1: the message, isn't it? Yes. Is there
0: anything else that people can do for you?
1: Um, I think, as usual, spread the word. And uh, if you've been on a tour and haven't done so yet, leave a review. That You know, now is the time to do so. We have plenty of time at home, and these really, really help um build up a profile. So that's always a good thing to do. Um, you know, go on social media and follow us. Uh, we also released activities for kids. Um, that was a new thing for us. So we created downloadable, printable packs for everyone to download and print at home. And they're full of games, you know, and word searches and fun information about the cities that we're in so that the little ones can enjoy that, discover the work we do. But also um, have fun. So you know, if you have kids, please check them out and let us know what you think. It keeps us busy as a team to kind of create them and 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 mix them up. Um, so a call out for oh, sorry, for Edinburgh, we um, are looking for like magazines and board games and. Um, and things that people may have at home and no longer want. So if you have any of this at home, um, we've had a lovely lady donate loads of um, mental health and positive news magazines already. So that's quite nice. But, you know, that type of thing. Um, and we can come and collect them from you. So that's always really helpful because it means we don't have to buy them um, and we can include them in the plaques that we deliver to the guides. And, um, and again, it, it helps.
0: Great. And how can people get in touch with you then? Is
1: it best to do so by um, by email? Yes. And I mean, any social media channel, um, okay. Facebook page or email, which is zakia, Z-A-K-I-A, at invisible-cities.org. Um, yeah. With any kind of even ideas or queries or anything like that, um, we would love to hear from people. So, yeah.
0: Great. Great. Thank you very much indeed, Zakia, for speaking with us today. We hope lots of people uh, look at their (laughs) board games and and get in touch with you. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much for listening to the Edinburgh Reporter podcast. Listen out for more episodes coming soon.